Welcome to Street Talk Theology with Pastor Dominic Grimaldi. Pastor Dom went from a life of organized crime to federal prison. There, God saved him and set him free. Soon after his release, he attended seminary and received his master's degree and is now the senior pastor of Desert Sky Baptist Church, where he serves with a passion for biblical theology right here in Casa Grande. Now let's join our host, Pastor Dominic Grimaldi. Welcome, Street Talkers. My name is Pastor Dominic Grimaldi, and you're listening to Street Talk Theology, where we keep theology real and bring it to the streets. Drop me a line, Pastor Grimaldi at Gmail. You know who I got back on? I got old Pastor Robin Marquez, uh, Executive State Director, Adult a Teen Challenge in New Mexico. And, you know, I, I mentioned um, last week about Robert's heart for the uh, for the un- I, I, I don't want to say, you know, underprivileged. That's not the word I want to look for. But you have a heart for the people who mm. who just need a second chance in life. How's that, Robert? Can I can I that's say that's to put it, you know, I mean. You know why, Robert? Because first of all, say hello to the audience. Say, you know, welcome back. Hey, everybody. Hey, everybody. How you doing? Um, right. You got to see old Robert. He's sitting back. He's got his he's got the teen <laughs> challenge sign. He's got his coffee. He's ready to go for the next 25 minutes. Ready but, to you, go. Know, you know, you I know, mean, you know, my background. I did uh, many years in prison. God saved me by his grace. He's a good God. We love I mean, we love the Lord. I mean, God brought, yes. brought us providentially together. But, you know, last week, if, you know, Robert was going over how he, you know, came to know the Lord. or the, I, I Let me say it right. The Lord came to the Lord, knew you before the foundations. Yes. And yes. then he brought you to himself. Mm. Um, but, Robert, you did leave out a little bit. Uh, and people know about my prison. But you also yes. did some prison time. And then I'd like you to expound on that. This is part two of Robert Marquez. And, and uh, so, Robert, tell me, basically, you did some time in prison. So talk to me about that. OK, so um, in 2001, uh, after I had left Teen Challenge the second time, I went out and I um, uh, under, you know, heavily addicted to um, uh, crack cocaine and crystal methamphetamines. I uh, went out and got myself in some trouble uh, and I ended up picking up charges for theft of means of transportation. Uh, and I ended up having to be extradited back from California. And I served three and a half years in the Arizona State Penitentiary. And God really uh, had gotten a hold of me in there, but he, he got a hold of me, but at the same time too, he, um, I mean, God was, God is awesome. There's no doubt about that. Amen. But I was, while I was in prison, uh, you know, I, I read my Bible and, um, I was trying to come to the saving knowledge of Jesus Christ. Um, uh, man, it was, it was three and a half years of my life that, uh, was it was really almost like a living hell in one sense because being in prison behind bars obviously as you know pastor dominic is nothing nothing nice and you did obviously the years that i spent in prison were um not don't amount to you know they they were small compared to what you did well prison is you know i say that robert but prison is prison i mean yeah whether it's three years or 30 i mean prison is prison so and you didn't get saved you didn't get saved in prison did you robert no No. right you got no 
No, I no, I didn't. Um, so I didn't get saved till later. But yeah, right, um, that's what I'm saying. But when yeah, you did read I the did, Bible and and stuff, I like was that. reading the Bible. I was reading the Bible in prison. And I was trying to stay out of trouble, and uh, I think that you know I was I was I was really just trying to stay out of trouble. You know, so I did my three and a half years, and I got out, and I went uh, in and out of halfway houses after that. Until, like I said, in 2009 that I finally uh, went back to Teen Challenge for the third time and gave my heart to God. So, but God did use prison to teach me some things and to show me, even while I was in prison, his grace and his mercy, even though I was not, um, I hadn't fully surrendered. And I'll tell you why I knew, why I know I didn't fully surrender to God in prison. Because when I got out, Pastor Dominic, it was about two to three short weeks after I got out and I was back in the drug houses. I was back doing the things that I was doing before I got to prison. And so I knew that anyway, there, there was something still hadn't taken place in my heart, right. you know, because because I believe that once you do surrender your life to Christ, it doesn't mean we're going to be perfect. But there definitely is a heart change and a transformation. That hey, takes you place. know, Robert, I, I like to ask this and, and you know, because I don't. um I come from a different background, you know, just, to, you know, just a different uh, background in, in, in my life of, of, sure. of crime and stuff like that. But Robert, here's a question I, I, I ask, if I may. Now, as a Christian, as a regenerate Christian, by God's grace, his sovereignty, by saving you, is there still some of the, do you still get the inklings sometimes to think about, your old life or going back and, you know, Hey, you know, uh, is that's a fair question, right, Robert? And I'm that's not a very fair question, you know, and, uh, you know, and you must and listen, you, you have to deal with that on an everyday basis in teen challenge. Cause you're dealing with a lot of people that you are dealing with that are coming off a drug culture. And obviously you're giving them the gospel. You want them to be saved and but you you come from that background so you can relate to them my question is to you the is there you know do you ever get the the urge or the inkling of of you know of the temptation to you know go back into that uh drug use so to speak yeah you know what pastor Dom, that that is totally a fair question and uh you know i think that in like for me um, I have, God has blessed me so much with a beautiful wife, a, a, a career, a lifestyle of, of ministering and serving God in the capacity that I do, but working with addicts, working with people in recovery and working with people that are coming out of recovery every single day. Um, it, it, you know, it, it's, it's, it's a wake up. It keeps call. you on, it keeps you on your toes. It does keep you on your toes and it, it helps you to realize just how blessed you are. And, and there's, you know, there's times where I get weary and I get, I get exhausted and, but, but I don't ever feel like running down to the, you know, trying to find some dope or anything like that. Okay, good. So yeah, there's, there's never a situation that occurs in my life that makes me feel like I've got to go get high again, Praise you know? Lord. And that is, I mean, I'm, I've been set free now and I say set free. I mean, I use that term, uh, you know, delivered or that God has changed the desire of my heart. No, praise the Lord. And there's yeah, something, you know, you know, Robert, my heart. 
and I'm not to cut you off. You know what I what I find sometimes, and and tell me in, in your experience too. God will remove things, just remove them. But there's some things that God keeps in your life that keeps you on your knees. That's right. You know, you know, but some people, you know, may deal with lust or some people may deal some things that just keep people on their knees. And I think God uses that providentially to keep you on your knees and to keep you close. Do you agree, Robert? I agree with that. And that's what I was going to say, too. It's like I've never really felt like going back out and getting high again. But then, yeah, there's times I'll tell you what, what's hard is sometimes when you're just doing something, you're in the middle of something you're not even thinking about drugs. You're not even thinking about that life anymore. Uh, you know, like you just like I'm in school right now, as we were talking about in the last yeah, amen. Praise I'm in seminary. And there's times where I'm up late and I'm studying, I'm working on stuff. And all of a sudden, just a memory will whoosh, come ah, into my mind. Yeah. And that and that tape starts to play itself. And I have to go, whoa, 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 wait, no, I rebuke that. I rebuke yeah. that in Jesus name. Amen. Because um. They don't go, the, the thought doesn't go complete, at least for me, there's still times where it tries to visit me, where the, the old tape will play itself, but I know what the end of the story is. When I, when if I, if I, if I entertain that thought, that thought can take me back out if I don't and deal with it. You see, Robert, you see what street talk, the, see street talk theology, we bring theology, we bring it to the streets. I mean, you know, I, 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 you know, Robert, we know each other a long time. For me, sound theology is the number one thing that we, we got to make sure that we're behind that pulpit, cutting the scriptures straight, making sure That's we're correct. doing good exegesis and stuff. We'll talk about that later. But, but the, at the end of the day, this is, this is street talk theology. I mean, we're we we're 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 uh, reiterating how God took us off the streets, and and just because yes. He took us off the streets, we have to have a love for the streets because that's where we came from. Does that make sense, Robert? Absolutely, absolutely. I mean, I yeah, I have a love for the people on the streets that are lost in addiction and affliction, and 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 there's times we'll. We'll just I'll, I'll we're headed home and I'll take a detour and drive down Central Avenue. And my wife's like, why do you want to go down Central Avenue? You want to and be reminded of where you came from. I'm just like, honey, I've got to, you know, we got to pray. We got to look at it. It's heartbreaking to see these people out here. Yeah. We have to be reminded of the need. It's at times we have to be reminded of the need. And and it's not I won't go out there like and minister by myself. Uh, that's not a good idea. But with a team of people, we can go out and talk to people about Jesus and see if they need help. So, Robert, it sounds like, um, if I may, you're a pretty busy guy, right? Yes. yes sir. So now, now here's a challenging. I'm going to challenge you a little bit. You know, you know, you know, you get hooked up with Pastor Dominic. I'm going to throw a challenge <laughs> out there, right? So you are busy. Yes, and you you are very busy. I know because it's hard to get through to you on the phone, right? Um, but Robert, is there, is it, this a challenge for you to spend time alone with the Lord and study and prayer and even fellowship with your wife? Do you, do you find sometimes that some of this stuff gets so overloaded that you don't get enough time with the Lord? And if you do, maybe you can encourage us how to do that. And if you don't, 
maybe you can ask for prayer that you need to. So that's a fair question. I mean, that's, and oh, that's a challenging question, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. A fair question. Absolutely. Um, you know, to answer that, um, it is challenging at times to find that we I have to really discipline myself in the mornings. Um, and there's and there's sometimes that I get to spend 10 minutes with God. And there's sometimes where I get to spend two hours with him. And there's one thing about going to seminary, too, is I'm up late at night doing study time. Um that's a little different, though, than having just that alone time where, you know, there's a difference between devotions and there's a difference between study time. Yeah, exactly. So I, I believe that you have to devotional time is just, hey, no agenda. Let me just see how I can get into the word of God and how I let God's word speak to me right. um, and pray. But it is a challenge, Pastor. There's no doubt about it. I, I often at times get down on myself a little bit and God has to remind me of his sovereign grace. And he's like, Robert, you don't have to earn your way. You're not earning your way to heaven. You're not earning. You don't have to earn my love, but yes, I do like it. When you spend time with me, when you set everything else aside and you don't, even this cell phone, you know, the cell phone is, can just be a, a huge distraction. So yeah, I could, I would always accept prayer in that area because um, it is a challenge with the busy lifestyle. And I don't want to get so caught up in the work of the ministry. Ah, now always, you're on to something there. Yeah. Where you don't felt where you don't take the time to fellowship with the sweetness of the Holy spirit, the, the precious Holy spirit. And also my beautiful wife is my first ministry, right? My yes, wife. your home, your home has to be your first ministry. Yeah, yeah. And, so, and, so it, it's a challenge. So, with that, it says here um, we're, we're already fifteen minutes into show two. Wow. So, so, and I know you wanted to. I know you wanted to ask me a question. You know, uh, but but I before we do get to that, how is God? You know, this is a hard play. How is God working in your marriage? especially you're in full-time ministry, you're going to school, being married. Um, are you finding enough time for, for Tracy? Yeah, that's great, Pastor. That's a, that's a great question. I, that's and, why I wish she, she was here. I would, you know, I would <laughs> get tell, her. I'm gonna, tell her next time, because I'm having you on again. Tell her next time she's going to be, she's going to come in. Amen, amen. I'll you, know, do Pastor. you get enough time for your wife? Yeah, you know what we do? We, we do, like we spend... There, we're a team, so what's really cool about that, there's positives to that, and there really, I can't find any negatives except for the fact the only thing that's kind of hard at times is we work so closely together that we don't know sometimes how to unplug from work. And I mean, seriously, like, yeah, we'll that, that could be on some of the words you're, you're taking, you're taking your work into your home. Oh, all the time, all yeah. the time, because we live on campus pretty much. I mean, the house is about, you know, maybe a thousand yards from the facility, but it's right there. Two minutes, you jump in the car and in 120 seconds, you're on property and with the students. And Robert, so you are, you guys on call 24 seven, Robert? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. We are. And there, it's not uncommon. Unfortunately, there's times uh, in the last two months uh, we've been to the emergency room twice uh. with an individual from the program that had some type of that needed medical or psychiatric attention. And um, so we've, you know, that's, we, our phone can ring at 
three o'clock in the morning, pastor, you need to come down here. Yeah. And that, that's not uncommon. That's happened two or three times in the last year. So there's that. And just learning how, learning how to unplug from work is Tracy and I's biggest challenge, but she is so good. In fact, we were meeting with our, one of our, our board members this morning and we were talking about, she was talking about how I'm the one that stays up late and because I'm studying or, you know, and, and uh, she will talk about something, she'll deal with it and she'll be done with it. I'm the one that kind of keeps, keeps mulling over it and rehearsing it. Yeah. You can't, you can't let it go. Right. Oh, I hey, can. Robert, I just, something just came to my head. How about this? Yeah. How about, how about we set this up? How about if we get Tracy and a couple of the girls on to do some street talk theology? How's that? Great. Yeah. The girl, I bet you the girls will like that. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, they would. So that here's would. what we can do. So you have some, um, and then I'll let you, I know you wanted to ask me a question, but but you you might have, how about if you can pick a, a couple of girls sure. that, that are getting ready to graduate and we can get them and we can give them the, we can, I can interview them. How's that? Great. That'd be great. We could do that faster. I think that'd be good. You know, I think that'll be a good thing. Okay. You got to, you, because you, I got to have you say the last word. So you got a question for me, right? <laughs> I do. I Go do. Ahead, you see, you, now you're turning the tables, man. You want to, <laughs> don't let me find out you want to do something. You want to be the new host of Street Talk oh, Theology. <laughs> That's good, Pastor. So, um, you know, I'm, I'm excited because, our friendship, just reflecting on our friendship and what, like we were talking about in the first episode about how when we used to go and you were very instrumental in give, putting that in my heart to um, interpret the word of God correctly. And that's why we enjoyed. I loved bringing the students to your, to your, your services because I knew or having you come and preach because I knew they were going to get a proper interpretation of the I word. And that. so just Thank reflecting you. on that. Um, I have such a passion for the ministry and God's word. And, you know, I have questions regarding anything that is hermeneutic or application. The interpretation of God's word is so important. One of the things I like to ask you, Pastor, is when you're studying and preparing your sermon, I know that there's hours that go into that preparation. Um, I know that you're working on the literary context. You're working on the historical cultural background, yeah. the grammatical relationship. The, all of that comes into play on the interpretive journey. So I like to just hear and glean from other pastors. And what I like to know from you is how do you, you know, appropriately apply, say, an Old Testament scripture and I didn't prepare you for this. So if I was to throw first King 17 out there and you got the story of Elijah with the, the ravens and the, the widow and yeah, yeah. The praying over the son and, and having him come back to life. There's so much in that chapter, there but is, there to, is to uh, interpret that and, and provide a modern day application to your audience. What do you like? to yeah, do? So you, we have to understand and we only got a couple of minutes so exegesis is to understand what the scripture communicated to the original audience. So that's your first play. You have to do that. And then hermeneutic is that timeless principle that you apply to the, to the, to the regular or to the audience that you're speaking to. Right? right. So first thing you have to do, you have to understand the historical and cultural context, right? Then you have to understand the literary context. Then yeah. you have to make observations and then you have to draw applications. Right. And so by doing that, 
Notice how when when Elijah, when he went to the to the woman, when he was dealing with the woman and he was dealing with. And I think Jesus used that term where it was a Gentile. Right. And so Jesus used that term and not in, in the form of of more of the the miracle, more in the form of saying that. God is got God is using Gentiles and bringing Gentiles into the fold. That would be your your original context. And then you say, like, if you were preaching that, you can turn around and say, "Listen, God is is no respecter of persons. Everybody's welcome to the table." Does that make sense? Yes. I mean, so I think exegesis, understanding the scriptures in in the original audience. And then the hermeneutic is that timeless principle that you yeah. can apply to the audience now. You know, does that make sense? Sure, it sure does. Yeah, yes, Pastor, it does. Thank so you. So listen, we yes. got a few minutes. Okay. I'm going to turn the ball over to you for two, three, for two minutes. Say what you want to say. Um, and, awesome. And then you know, just encourage some people and and yeah. and things of that nature. Okay, I'll tell you what. Um, uh, I want to, uh, can I go ahead? I'm going to share the information from Adult and Teen Challenge. New Listen, you got two minutes. Don't waste okay. it, brother. If you know somebody out there that's struggling with addiction, um, our phone number is 505-281-8467. And we take people in from all over the United States. So we're not limited to just New Mexico. Um, we are a 12 to 15 month discipleship program. I don't even like to say the word program. I like to say we're a ministry and we're a trend We're we bring people in to nurture them and to help them to transform through the, the power of the Holy spirit and through the word of God in a relationship with Christ. So if you are hurting in your life right now, if you're lacking in anything, the Lord Jesus Christ is the solution. And, and I want to, I want to encourage you church. Uh, you're out there listening. Hey Robert, can they contact me and I can get you if they want to contact. Absolutely. Absolutely. Get a hold of pastor Dominic. Dominic has a direct line to me and we will, we will, in fact, they got somebody in the program past. We didn't talk about this real quick. There was a young lady you got, you called me about that young lady has completed. She's been a graduate now for about. Oh, eight I didn't months. even know that man She's doing amazing. She is doing amazing. She is part of the 86% that has, that is successful because she followed the principles and she built a relationship with Christ and she's no longer caught up in addiction. She's no, she's been restored to her family. She has a new baby daughter. I mean, it it works. I'll tell you the Lord Jesus Christ is he's available church. He's available. Robert Marquez, my buddy, man. Well, anyway, listen, um, this is an honor. We got to do this again. You know, Robert, I know you're too busy. You can't be too busy for the old pastor now, man. You you know, we should we should try to get. Now, what was that girl's name? The one that I sent quickly? Uh, Her name was Samantha. Yeah, we got to try to get one of the girls maybe on. I'd like to get Tracy, but, you know, Tracy ain't having this. (laughs) <laughs> but anyway, listen. She'll do it. She'll do it. Yeah, street talkers. This She'll is part of it. Dominic Romaldi uh, with my with my brother Robert Marquez, my dear brother. Uh, where we take theology. This is street talk theology. We take theology and we bring it to the streets. Till next time, in Jesus' name, Robert bless us, Robert in Jesus' All name. Right.
Uh, Lord Jesus, I just ask that you bless everyone that's listening. Draw them closer to you, Father, and help us to draw closer to you. It's in your precious Son, the name of Jesus Christ, above all names, that we pray and ask this in the Lord's name. Amen. Thank you for joining us for Street Talk Theology with Pastor Dominic Grimaldi. You can visit Pastor Dom at Desert Sky Baptist Church at 891 West Corson Road, Casa Grande. And for more information, visit us online at www.desertskybaptist.org.